here we went to D and D Outdoors today on the show. We got lots to go over. We had a roundtable discussion last week, and well, a lot of things happened between missing a week. Now, all of it seemed to happen after last week's podcast, anyways. But we got updates on coming to Colorado and changes to hunting. What's going on with their wolves? Montana man, you might get a grizzly bear. Possibly. Doubt that's gonna happen. Mississippi's doing some cool stuff and much, much more. How you doing today, Dustin? I'm doing, man. How about you? I'm doing good. I can't complain. It's the end of the day almost, right? <laughs> well, yeah, we're wrapping it on up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, perfect. Well, <sighs> changes are coming to Colorado. You can see me look down. I got the 2024 Colorado Big Game Book here. Pretty fancy. I've been for Colorado every year. They they send me it, I guess. I don't know. I, this is the first time I've got it, but who knows why. Some modifications have happened to the over-the-counter antlered elk zone for elk rifle third, second and third season in a crap ton of units. I'm not going to name them all off, but the antler elk and third season rifle were modified to use the severity of the 2022-23 winter, over-the-counter antlered elk tags are now only available on private land. Um, interesting. The winter was quite a while ago, and in that time of the winter, they released wolves, obviously. Uh, we know people have been saying that it needs to be drawn back for a little bit um, because of how bad the winter kill was last year. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I have a feeling it's going to... Probably not be reinstated anytime soon. Um, this is for the 2024 and 25 hunting season, 25 to 26. For the next two hunting seasons, only if you're on private land, you can hunt. Now, there's a lot of big ranches out there. And I mean, there's a lot of public land, but a lot of the big elk are out there on the private land. Um, so, we'll see. We'll I, see I will, how that I'm going to ask a stupid question here. Yes. The guides out in Colorado, what do they use? Predominantly in that area, private land. Okay, okay. So those are where you're going to get your $10,000, $12,000 elk tags. Giants are out there in that area. But that's predominantly going to be private land out there. Um, you don't really – I mean, guides do go into wilderness out there, but a lot of the wilderness guides are more in southwestern Colorado. This, this where this is infecting is going to be um, just looking at the units. I looked at the map earlier, but um, it's going to be more up in the northwest corner of the state. So more Moffat County, Blanco County, Rio Blanco County. Um, let's see here. Where is it? And let's see. What's the lowest one? 441 is the lowest. Yeah. So it's all going to be up on like the Wyoming, Utah border of Colorado. Um, so yeah, a lot of private land. Big elk, but yeah, it goes for a lot. Yeah, that's for a lot of private landers, to be honest. Um, and most of the time during second and third rifle season, anyways, all the elk are on private land, so okay. up there. Um, there's some more changes to Colorado. The big game license allocation for bear, deer, elk, pronghorn has been modified from 65% for residents and 35% for non-residents to 75% for residents and 25% for non-residents. So... High demand hunt codes at 80% for residents and 20% for non-residents. That stays the same. So, I mean, non-residents, I mean, that's starting to see a trend more and more into Western states to keep the residents happy. Um, it'll be interesting. 
to see. I mean, I've been seeing online already that things are going to be changing. People want to use up all their points this year or next next three years because of the wolves being in the areas. Um, so we we will have to see how that goes. Um, the Colorado draw date is April second is when your applications are due by. So you still got some time if you want to put in research your closures. Honestly, doesn't really affect me because I don't put in for buy over the counter tags there. But if you do do over the counter tags, there will be diff. There will be more. Um, you better just be looking at what you're looking for. I don't. I don't really understand the rest of it, but. I don't know. So, yeah, most of the time in northwest Colorado, that's where the hunting is, is on private land. So it shouldn't be too big of a change. Um, a lot of, but we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what y'all have to say if you guys hunt northwest Colorado on public land. <laughs> um, while you do that, we're getting ready for elk season. Get yourself some Old Glory beef jerky made right here in the U.S. of A. OldGloryBeefJerky.com and order yours today. We just had Ricky on. Three episodes now ago. Great guy. Fun hunter. So get ready for that. Speaking of the wolves in Colorado, two of the reintroduced wolves have been have already traveled to Moffat County. This is roughly 75 miles away from where they were released. So Moffat County is where the wolves were previously spotted in um, in uh, Colorado or before the release. Um, so there's really not too much of a surprise we're heading that way. That's up towards the Wyoming border, also where the elk hunts coincidentally have been um, taken away, been taken away. So it's about 75 miles away. So if you look on the map, it's way up here. They reintroduced someplace down here. So, sorry, traveling. The only interesting thing is, is going to go back to the anti-hunter argument that should the wolves in Colorado that were released there be shot in Wyoming? Because they're only a pebble thrown away from the Wyoming border. And you know them, those Coloradoans and the Wyoming hunters are sitting on that border and they have called the wolves over to get them. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how that goes if they get called across and are harvested over there. Moffat County strongly opposed the wolf reintroduction. So they had an 83% of its voters voted no on it. So it'll be interesting. Uh, that's where all the, a lot of the cattle ranching is at up there, too. It's pretty open, but that's where the wolves have, I said, in the past were spotted um, in Colorado before the release. So sounds like they're almost trying to make their way back to Oregon. That's what it was looking like. It was. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. They said, screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> It'd be wild. It, it, I doubt that they would make it that far, but. No, you know? I. I doubt it. I, I don't. I mean, that's a long. They could, though. Um, trying to see. It doesn't say. Obviously, it doesn't give you too much information. If they were male wolves, female wolves. I'm guessing they were male wolves heading off on their own. Try those two juveniles so that were kicked out of the pack. They only you got two guess. of them? 
Only two have left. All, all, all 10 that were released were collared. Only two have left far distances from the release point. Are they traveling together? It sounds like it, yes. Oh. So it sounds like they're going to start creating their own little pack up there. We'll see. It'll be, I have a feeling it's going to end up with them becoming a big stink because they're going to end up on the Wyoming side of things. <laughs> it did not go well for them. They get you numbers know. on the collar, so you can call them and say, hey, come pick your collar up. I don't think – you know, they, I'm sure they do. I mean, if you shoot a collared wolf in that area, you're going to know where it's from. Um, but, you know, I'm sure the – I mean, you give them the call for the collar, then this goes back on another wolf. So might as well just bury the collar. <laughs> no need to give that back. <laughs> no comment on that, Dustin? Not getting into that one. You're not getting into it? Yeah. No. Nope. Hey, those those Greenpeace people can afford more wolf collars. So, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, probably going to cause a little crap storm here, but I wouldn't give it back. I don't think you're required to give it back. Well, they know where you are, though. Hey, just leave it where you shot it. Bury it. Throw it in the river. Trash can. I don't nice. know. There's nothing in the... Watch Yellowstone here. <laughs> Let's see. Is there... <laughs> I'm going to take a quick gander. Carcass tag, bag limits, evidence of sex. Looking through really quick through the Colorado handbook, I do not illegal activities. Illegal activities. Let's see here. I do not see anything in here that says... You have to return to collar. So, ooh, that's kind of cool. Colorado, being the equalitist state it is, I don't know if that's a word or not, you can wear hunter orange or hunter pink. I didn't know hunter pink was a thing. Yeah, I've seen certain states are starting to add that, so. I've never heard of that. Interesting. Well, I guess, I guess for the... More ambitious hunters, or I guess the female hunters might like to have a pink as well um, with it. But hmm, interesting. Now, well, here's a poll question for for everybody on the internet: If you were to harvest one of these wolves and get it mounted, would you have it mounted with the collar on it? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Heck hell yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't there like a lie here all the time with, uh, um, um, oh, crap, what was I going to say? Sorry, I'm trying to take notes. Um, that if you find it on public land and it's left there for more than 24 hours, it's technically yours. People say a tree stands and blinds all the time. So I guess we just find a collar on a wolf. Found it on public land. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. I'm sure there's going to be a firestorm in the next two episodes of, Someone that shot these wolves over Wyoming. I don't even know actually if it's Wyoming. I'm sure it is wolf season in Wyoming out there. Um, we'll see. It'll be interesting. It will definitely be interesting. But speaking of wolves, Montana officials have extended the deadline to March 9th to approve, to reopen the comment period for the grizzly and wolf management plans. Um, obviously, it's going to be controversial. Um, the grizzly bear 
platform or area is specific to 30 counties where grizzly bears have been confirmed in recent years or where wildlife managers believe they will appear. Uh, they are under the federal under the federal agency of the Endangered Species Act. Um, so we will see uh, what happens. It'd be interesting. I think between Wyoming, Wyoming and Montana, I think we'll eventually have a grizzly bear season. Very limited. Uh, you know, Nevada just opened up a moose season because they have so many moose, 400% moose increase. They probably went from zero moose to four moose. I don't know on that, but um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, if one comes, it would be nice because you won't have to go to Canada or Alaska if you ever wanted to hunt grizzly bears. I mean, but the odds are of ever getting drawn for a grizzly bear anyways will probably be pretty, pretty hard. Um, and all this is, is because they are under that protection. It is just if grizzly bears did become un, uh, unprotected, how the state would manage them. Well, we all know the state. They aren't going to give up their protection status on it. Um, for the wolf side of things, they plan to call us to establish 450 wolves to ensure 15 breeding pairs in the state. Um, it shifts to key county managers to focus on this new number with the understanding that population estimates will be chosen that way. Um, so if you want to comment on it, you have until March 9th. Um, you can you can uh, comment by heading to um, whatever the heck it's called. The Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks website, and it will be in there. So, yeah, if you want to see grizzly bear season, you know, I'd suggest you comment. Oh, man, we'll see. Did you go grizzly bear hunting? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I think it would be interesting. It'd be, I see you on TV. It looks pretty challenging, honestly. How do they do it? Just like normal bear spot and stalk. Yeah, crazy people that chase them with bows and get like within thirty yards of them. I, I've seen them on TV that they'll have like strings and it it, it looks like a bow fishing setup, but it's just a like a nylon string. So when they shoot it, they just follow that string to the bear. Oh, really? Oh, that's pretty. So cool. at some point in time, you're connected to that bear. Yeah, you ain't gonna be reeling that thing in. That's <laughs> for damn sure. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Be interesting taste of grizzly bear. Probably a little bit tougher than black bear, I guess. You look good, man. Oh, oh man. And the and the outdoors is brought to you by it. Zone protects. Zone protects. Man, out here in Texas. If you are listening from Texas, Zone Protect can protect your yard from armadillos. It's just not for insect repellent. It's just not for uh, scent repellent. If you keep your scent down for deer, hey, get rid of them damn armadillos. I don't know. I've never seen an armadillo here, but I just saw that. I thought that was very interesting that they do armadillo repellent. It's called Dillo Dunn repellent. Get yourself some yeah, Dillo yeah. Dunn. It's pretty wild because it's you see, you know, the, the deer attracted, the, all the, the tick spray and all like it. But then you get to looking at everything else. They, they have the, the no chew stuff for the dogs and stuff like that. Pretty wild. Yeah. They have a lot of cool crap. So yeah. as of now, 
every week for our Zone Protects little commercial that we do, or whatever this is called, infomercial, or I guess our contracted obligations to them, <laughs> um, we will just talk about a new product that they have since we don't have any state records coming in. But yeah, they have a lot of cool stuff. Oh, man. You got a state record well, going out, though. Oh, yeah. We have a what? The state record is going out, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The state record is going out. Hey, yeah, yeah. I have a question. Before we get into this, what the heck? Practicing for next week. Little little teaser right there. Is wrong with these fishermen? How much do y'all just keep, like, metal in your pockets while you're fishing? I'm assuming they're putting sinkers in them. In them, you know, like your split shots and all that, you know, just well, the bigger ones. I guess, yeah. Let's see here. Well, we'll dive into it. <laughs> we talked a while back about the catch of a lifetime. This nearly 60 year old state crappie record in Kansas was broken. This crappie weighed in at 18 inches long and 14 inches in girth. So it did respond, get a spot, deserve a spot on the record list. It weighed in at, well, where is the weighing at now? It weighed in at, oh, why doesn't it say what the damn weighing was? It weighed in at a lot. It weighed in at 4.07 pounds which beat the previous day record, which was 4.02 pounds. Well, as now came out, that Parkhurst catch of the white coffee was stuffed with weights. Now, here's a couple things on this, I got to say, man. I'm not going to lie. Here's a couple things. It's stuffed with steel weights. So, the initial weight that a Eyewitness says was it was originally weighed in at seven three point seven three pounds. So they added what added three 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 point three seven pounds to it. So they added almost a half pound to it, this damn thing. A X-ray on this fish. Mm-hmm. And there's there's weights in it. An X-ray like what? I didn't know they did X-rays on state fish. I think it was because of the tip that was given off on it um there's just two little steel weights in it like it they use the metal like yeah it does so what they did is they did a metal detector on it when the guy voluntarily handed it over and it beeped so they took it and it contained two steel ball bearings well they set it over the record the do this development State Wildlife officials obviously rejected the record. The, the record back is now back to 1964. Um, the investigation was sent to the DA's office, but see if any laws can provide. But uh, now an investigation. Uh, there was an investigation into it, but they figured out that you know there's really nothing they can do. Um, it was a level eight non-person felony, so I don't know what that means. Um, how how do they know the fish didn't eat ball bearings? <laughs> yeah, it's true too. But I, I mean, this guy handed it over, so the fish had to do something. I mean, he, I don't know. 
I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he stuffed it, but I mean, who just walks around keeping ball bearings in their pocket? And this is the second one. From the walleye fishermen to this, I mean, these fishermen, man, y'all just be keeping, I must be keeping weights on you or something. Be able just to stuff these fish down like that, you know? I mean, I got a, a thing of lead anchor, a lead weights in my tackle box, but I ain't never thought about let's shove it on in the air. Let's get the weight. Yeah. Well, that that's a lot of weight. I mean, you're thinking almost point three seven three, almost four tenths of a pound. Yeah, I'm not good at math. That's a lot of weight he shoved into there to get it mm-hmm. above. I mean, it wasn't even close to the record at first. Mm. Interesting. You got nothing on that one. No. You only got you don't you don't got any uh, ball bearings in your pocket, just in case. No. no. Oh man! Oh man! Oh lord! Well, Mississippi is high spell Mississippi M I S S I S S I P P I. First day I learned how to spell. Might need to slow that down. I spelled that a little quick, so I might miss a letter. <laughs> Mississippi is going to create a earmarked turkey stamp. Is up for legislation right now. So what an earmarked an earmarked stamp is um, it has to go to conservation. So it's set specifically for that. Um, so it's going to be ten dollars for residents, a hundred dollars for non-residents. So essentially, to go turkey hunting. Um, all the money is going to go back into turkey conservation, habitat, reintroduction, all that good stuff. Um, 16 other states have a turkey stamp. Um, so it's kind of following suit. Turkey numbers are on decline in a lot of states. So I think that's it's $100 to go in. That's pretty damn cheap for a non-resident. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, in $10 for resident, I mean, so it's something, you know, it's, it's still, it hasn't passed yet, but it's something to keep an eye on. I, I'm sure it will pass. Uh, you know, it's good for conservation. It's good for the turkeys. You know, so, I mean, unless you were getting your Mississippi turkey for Thanksgiving, it might be a $100 turkey now on top of everything else. <laughs> if you're non-resident, $10 turkey isn't bad. That's a good deal. I think you switched that around a little bit, didn't you? No, a $10 turkey for residents, $100 for non-residents. I thought you said $10 for non-residents. No, okay. no. I mean, I think the residents are right. If non-residents got a cheaper tag than residents did. But $10 for a tag ain't, ain't I think ain't that's the cheapest I've heard in years. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even know any state that has... um. Anything cheaper than that? Um, I mean, ten dollars. <sighs> uh, let's see. I mean, I that's got to be the cheapest stamp out there. So I think it just goes on top of their uh, general hunting tag. Because, um, like, hey, like a, a federal duck stamp is twenty five dollars. So you know, it's cheaper to go if you're a resident to go turkey hunting than uh, duck hunting. I don't know. <laughs> Might be fun to go turkey hunting in Mississippi. Are you sitting on sitting in an alligator blind? Yeah, that's what you gotta do. Yeah, alligators. Oh my goodness. Did an alligator tag with them? Probably two different seasons, I would guess. Well, maybe not. They're both I think they hunt them usually in the spring, actually. Well turkeys they do. I think they hunt alligators in the spring. 
in the spring as well. One is Mississippi's alligator. Watch, I'm not even have an alligator season. Oh, it opens 26th it opens and closes Monday, September 5th. Okay, well, I guess you can't go alligator hunting turkey on. I apologize for that false information. They got me, damn Mississippians. What if they Any attack? Tricky rules. Well, then you can. Do alligators really attack? You don't really hear of alligator attacks. I mean, I guess you hear more and more now because all the people are trying to get their TikToks of petting alligators and stuff. What was that, that South Park episode where all you got to do is just scream, it's coming right for us and start shooting? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> you can do that. Oh, man. Alligators. They have... Alligators received 7,050 7, permit applications and a total of 980 permits were harvested in the state's seven hunting zones. And 776 alligators were harvested during the 2021 season. 10 days, it's not bad. About 90 alligators a day. That's a or, lot. Nope. I lied. 776, about seven, 70 alligators a day. Throughout the state in eight zones, it's about one a zone. Interesting. Hmm. Oh man, get me some good cowboy boots. Get some gator skins. Give me a gator cowboy hat. Oh, what's that be like the crocodile hunter? Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee, yeah. That, yeah, crocodile hunter probably wouldn't like me killing alligators. I no. would have guessed. He might, he might have a little issue with that. Oh, Lord. Well, thank you guys very much for listening to us on this week's episode of D and D Outdoors. Next week, we got a very special guest to come join us. So stay tuned for that. You know, it'll be our weekly guest. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook at D and D Outdoors. You might see some of our lovely ads out there. Be sure to like and subscribe our, to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Wherever you list the podcast, we're everywhere. I was looking at the distribution list, and it was like, oh, I didn't even know there's so many podcast places. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Let me tell you that. Um, get yourself a bag of old glory beef jerky the next time you listen to us, and sit back and enjoy the show. Thank you all very much for listening. If you're heading to work, it will be over soon. <laughs>